0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Athlete Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Lee Eldridge. In this podcast, we'll be talking to elite coaches, practitioners, athletes and high achievers about how to improve performance. We'll be covering topics such as training, improving your sport, work and overall life. I hope you enjoy the show today. Please feel free to leave a review. Have you ever been watching a sports team? and their performance has just been unbelievable. Today I'm gonna talk about why that is. Hi guys, Lee Eldridge, human performance coach from the Athlete Tribe. I hope you're doing well. As I said, have you ever been watching a sports team and their performance has just been unbelievable? Effortless, easy, just the players all performing at their peak. And that is a term called group flow. So you might have heard of me talk about flow from an individual perspective. You might have already heard of me talking about individual flow, but now we're talking about group flow, which is similar, but also has some differences. So an individual flow is the peak state whereby peak performance just happens and it feels easy. Time slows down. You know, the richness of the environment is increased. Everything feels effortless and easy. And group flow has the same feeling, but there are 10 key things that we can do to help this. Before we get into it, we need to understand that there's an individual part of group flow. So there's a reason why people play in teams. It's not all about the team, it's actually all about the individual being part of that team. And that brings on a greater experience some people point to the peak experiences that we go through in life and as group flow the biggest one so we're not only talking about sports teams but we're talking about in business we're talking about the reason why people go hopefully soon to watching live music you're in a group environment okay and you're all there for one reason so let's break down these group things number one Setting clear goals. Very similar to individual flow. Teams need to know what they're doing, how they're doing it, and by when they're going to do it. And it's very important for leaders and coaches to re emphasize this all the time so that we're not unsure of what we're doing or why we're doing it. And that breeds this idea of a group flow scenario. Number two close listening. And what this means is engage listening. So people are listening to listen. They're not listening to respond. What they're trying to do is they're trying to take the information on, absorb it, and understand it. This is a brilliant skill that everybody should be trying to develop. Many times I've been sat in a meeting and thinking about how I'm gonna answer what's being said and actually I'm not really listening to what is being said. So, leaders are the ones that can get people engaged and get them to listen in to what's being said. Number three, what runs alongside that is complete concentration. Similar to individual flow, we need to be 100% focused on the tasks that we're doing. Stephen Cutler, who's wrote multiple books around the area of flow and also the research that goes on behind it talks about flow following focus and if we are not focused as a group it's just not going to happen so again that is how great leaders great coaches and great individuals in those teams help support each other to make sure that we are concentrating about what we're doing number four there's a sense of control and what this means is that we have control over our performance now Daniel Pink, in his book *Drive*, talks about three areas for motivation. Autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Now, if we think of autonomy as control, people who feel that they've got control over what they're doing are better performers. Now, that doesn't mean that we're inflexible. You know, the greatest sports teams are the ones that are sometimes able to change the way they're playing to counteract the other tactics of the team. So there's control, but there's this sense of flexibility around it. Number five, combining of egos. Now, we don't really hear about this in business as much, but I'm sure that we can think back of egos in sport that have been removed from those teams because they're not helping the environment. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to get everybody's ego To combine together to blend together is another term that's used this helps us so that there's not one person that thinks that they're better than the other person and it allows that team to move forward what runs alongside that is number six equal participation everybody in the group feels as if they are participating to it so there's not one person that is better than the other or one person that is more important to the other and leaders especially business leaders can really help this by making sure that everybody in that company knows about those clear goals and feels that they are part of helping towards that goal a prime example for me is probably airplane engineers so they're fixing the airplanes and you know those small bolts and nuts that they make sure that are are operating and working perfectly are just as important as the pilot that's flying that plane. Because if you think about it, if those go wrong, okay, the chances are things aren't going to go well for the pilot. Likewise, a great analogy for me is when you think about sports teams, how important is the groundsman, how important is he or she for making sure that those training pitches are at the best of their quality to help practice and to help training. Number seven is all about familiarity. So this idea of a family. So they are unspoken words, unspoken language. I think a prime example for this is the New Zealand Allbacks, whereby people coming in to that environment pretty much know the standards at which they need to be at. And it's kind of unwritten rules about the way that you should behave and the way that you should act. And this familiarity is super important. And for me as a coach, when I have worked in different sports and with different businesses, it takes a little bit of time to get to understand that language. So, for example, in a certain company is knowing what all the acronyms mean for the hierarchy or the levels of the company. So that when somebody is talking to you about a role or something that's going on and they're talking about an individual, you can ask them and you can get to understand that language and it allows you to, firstly of all of the coaches, get buy-in from them that you're you're on their same page, but also from a group point of view is to allow peak performance to occur. Number eight, communication. The best teams in the world are the best communicators. So making sure that you have clear, concise communication, making sure that the people that need to communicate are, are able to communicate and that their voice is heard. And that kind of goes back to, you know, setting clear goals, listening closely, having concentration. So with a number of points, they kind of all feed into each other, but the best communicators are the best performers. Number nine, forward momentum. So for group flow, we need this feeling that we're progressing. That comes back to Daniel Pink's mastery part of his motivation. But we need to feel as if we're moving towards our goal. Now, what happens is that we get a little bit too caught up and think about big goals, but actually just small goals consistently done every day, can allow us to get this feeling momentum and bring in positivity and that creates this group flow scenario so that's really important to make sure that as a leader you're obviously setting long-term goals but you're also setting those daily small challenges for people to be able to achieve and number 10 the last one failure is not the opposite to success what a great saying And we need to understand that failure is important in companies and in sports teams. Think of some of the world's best or world's leading business leaders. A lot of them have all gone through seriously tough times, whether that's bankruptcy, whether that's losing their jobs as CEOs, and they've come back a lot stronger. So they've learned from their mistakes. And there's only one real way that we're going to do that process, and that's going through this kind of failure scenario. And that's similar in sport, you know, there are certain teams that at the moment they're going through tough times and, and they're hopefully learning from that so that they can come out the other side. Because it's, we're never ever gonna see teams that are just gonna be world-class for decades upon decades, okay? There needs to be this idea of going through transitions and that happens in business and that happens in life. So to summarize, I'm sure you've seen group flow whether you've been watching it on the telly, for my personal opinion, you know Liverpool beating Barcelona 4-0 at home to go through to the Champions League final. England in the cricket needing that last wicket against Australia in the test. Those moments of just pure team peak performance is, is group flow and they are the best feelings in the world. And by using or thinking about those 10 points that I've just spoke about, enables us as a coach or as a leader to help merge and help to create that right environment to allow that peak performance to happen guys i appreciate all the support and all the new subscribers i hope you're enjoying the content please feel free to leave us a comment a like click that notification button and subscribe to this channel more coming out with top performers and people who work with top performers I hope you're doing really well and I hope that you're enjoying your training and speak to you soon.